Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Witch Doctorate. I have for you the astrology and tarot scopes for Aquarius season. A little disclaimer, my windows are open. It it feels like a delightful spring evening. Like there's like something in the air that's very comforting, but that's coupled with the fact that it's kind of warm and it's January, which is making me think about global warming. So it's like, it's a weird vibe over here, but mostly I've been feeling really, really good today. I've been feeling a lot of star energy from like the tarot card, the star. I've been feeling a lot of that lately and good stuff has been happening too. So that's probably why, but enough about me. I'm sure, you know, my word vomit will come through plenty of times throughout this episode, but I want to go ahead and get started. So we're entering Aquarius season on the 19th. And Aquarius is ruled by Saturn and Uranus. And Saturn is, you know, it's the planet of karma. It's the planet of structure. It's the planet of time and rules and almost like authority. Uh, It's like a cop. It's, you know, Saturn's the cop in the cosmos, I always say. And Uranus is the fucking wild card. Uranus is the, the planet that is totally unpredictable, Whenever I see an aspect to Uranus, it's so hard to write a horoscope because I'm just like, there's going to be a surprise. It might be good. It might be bad. It's it's Uranus. We'll see what happens. So that's why um, Aquarius is just like a really, really bizarre sign to try to, to try to assign traits and qualities to. I mean, we all know that, you know, Aquariuses tend to be kind of quirky. It's a super creative, uh, super creative sign. It's an air sign, but it's also fucking stubborn. First of all, it's a fixed sign, which if you listen to the first season of Witch Doctorate, or if you are, you know, pretty well versed in astrology, there are three, um, three like variations, cardinal, fixed, and mutable. So there will be, you know, a cardinal, a fixed, and a mutable sign for each element. And the fixed, the cardinal signs are sort of like initiators, like Aries is the cardinal fire sign. And fixed signs are the stubborn motherfuckers in the middle because mutable signs are adaptable and they go with the flow. So we have the initiators, the go with the flow people, and the stubborn signs in the middle, which, you know, Scorpio is one of them as well. So is Taurus and Leo. Uh, And so Aquarius is the fixed air sign. So what we get with that, because, you know, we especially, you know, with Saturn being there, that can be a rigid belief system, which is interesting because Aquarius, you know, Uranus is supposed to be about our evolution in a lot of ways, too. And Aquarius is supposed to be the sign of evolution. But with that fixed aspect to the sign and with Saturn being one of its ruling planets, it also is very stubborn and it does have very rigid belief systems And so what we can get with Aquarius energy is a lot of like extremism, uh, people who refuse to hear logic who are, and I'm not saying this about Aquarius people. I'm saying this about Aquarius energy, which holy crap, we have throughout Aquarius season, I think we'll have five planets going in Aquarius right now. We only have three, so it's not that bad, but once the sun catches up and then I think, you know, Venus is going to be there. Uh, it's going to be, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of Aquarius energy. And so, you know, we have conspiracy theories as a big part of Aquarius energy, you know, because Uranus wants to 
think outside of the box. It wants to evolve what we sort of agree on as reality. But Saturn is also like, it's, it's very hard to, it's just rigid. I know I've already used that word before, but it can be a very rigid sign and it's very stubborn. So a lot of stubborn energy, but also like a desire to evolve and change. So there's just a lot going on with Aquarius energy. Um, it's a very intellectual sign, which is again, why I like conspiracy theories is a thing of it. And you know what? I'm just going to out her. My mom is an Aquarius and maybe we've been having some conspiracy theory problems in our conversations. <laughs> um, but when we look at conspiracy theorists, you know, if you look at, I mean, I know how people, I can understand how people get hooked on conspiracy theories. And like, I even had a little conspiracy theory phase when I was bored at my phone job in college. But, um, you know, if you look at someone like, I don't know, Al, I mean, Alex Jones is just such a prick. I hate even saying his names, his names. Well, I guess, yeah, that's two names, Alex and Jones. Uh, but anyway, I digress. When we're looking at like conspiracy theorists, they put a lot of intellectual argument into these theories. Fucking bananas, not at all rooted in reality <laughs> arguments, but there is an intelligence that goes into conspiracy theories. And that's why, like, if you see Aquarius memes, you know, it's always like, oh, stays up till 3 a.m. watching conspiracy theories. Again, my mom, uh, you know, believes in aliens, but that's me too. And my ex-husband was um, an Aquarius, but I don't know. He was crazy for a lot of other reasons. And, uh, you know, much love to him and much love to my mom. I'm, I'm not, I'm not crapping on Aquariuses at all. I'm just trying to say y'all can be nutty. Um, but also so smart and so important for the evolution of, of our souls. Uh, Aquarius is the planet of evolution and it's the planet of social change. So if you want to move over to the positive aspect of Aquarius, it's when people start to rally together to say these rules no longer work. So this is evolved Aquarius energy when we can move past sort of the things that we're stubborn about. You know, every, every sign has its shadow and its light. And, uh, you know, if we're looking at Aries, for example, can be super self-absorbed, but also is so good at inspiring other people. And so if we're looking at the light aspect and the happier, more evolved side of Aquarius, like this is where fucking change happens. This is where we band together and say, we're going to do better for our kids. We're going to do better for our grandkids and we're going to do better for each other. And yes, we need rules, but the ones that we have right now are not working and we need change. So because we have you know, I think I talked about the great conjunction in the last episode that I did, but because we have Saturn going through Aquarius over the next three years, I mean, you know, I know that inauguration day is Wednesday and I can't wait. I'm actually this, the 20th is when I'm celebrating the new year. Cause I just, on December 31st, I was like, it's not a new year. I'll celebrate on the 20th. So I'm making French macaroons for my, um, for my neighbors. Um, but I just feel like you know, we're all really excited for this big shift, this big political shift, but we've got three years. If we're looking at just Saturn by itself, we've got three years of trying to figure out what the new rules look like and what are ch and what changes need to happen and what changes society is going to allow to happen because there's so much conflict. You know, there's so much conflict happening in, in our democracy, you know, or what's left of it. And I, I don't want to get too political, uh, but it's hard not to when we're talking about Aquarius energy, because again, you know, it's, it's ruled by Saturn, which is rules. And then Uranus, which is like shaking things up. It's uh, Uranus is like the earthquake of the Zodiac. So I wanted to talk a little bit. We've got so much going, we've got so much going on that it might be 
astrologically um, that it might be short tarot pulls for everyone. But I wanted to talk about first, I want to talk about the full moon in Leo. Oh, shit. I didn't write down the date for that one. Hold on. I have the I have um, Planet Watcher is the website that I use. So let me just accelerate the chart really quick and get to the full moon, which is in Leo. And looks like the full moon is going to be on the 28th, January 28th. And it's at nine degrees Leo. So look at planets in your chart that are between four degrees and 14 degrees, because that's considered an orb, which is a unit of measurement. And that will give you some indication of which areas of your chart are being highlighted by this full moon. And also see which of your houses is ruled by Leo, because again, that will tell you which area of your chart and which area of your energy and your life is being affected. And if you ever want a new moon or a full moon astrology reading, I can totally, you know, happy to do that. I love doing astrology readings. They're so much fun. Every time I do an astrology reading, I'm like, oh shit, this is real. And then I get into weird places where I'm like, is there like, is it, are we in a computer simulation? Like, what is like, I don't know what to do. Um, As I'm like, I'm not into conspiracy theories, but also we live in a video game. Okay. Uh, Right. So I wrote down, you know, some of the good aspects that we have. I've got my notes right here. And a good aspect that we have, uh, the sun. Okay. So what's really cool is the sun is going to be conjunct Jupiter. Uh, so the sun is sort of like our identities and, you know, kind of like our light and our joy in a lot of ways. And it can be health too. And it's conjunct Jupiter. So they're with, they're in, they're in the same degree. They're both at nine degrees and the moon's at nine degrees for the full moon. So that's kind of cool too. But What's good about the the sun conjunct Pluto is that we're going to be feeling good about ourselves. We're going to be feeling optimistic. You know, uh, Jupiter is a very, is a very, like, it's just like a very happy, cheery planet. And so when it's lining up to the sun, you know, like, depending on the astrologer you ask, because some, some astrologers would say, oh, it's combust and it's trading a must. And then other astrologers will say, well, no the planets are aligned and so they're, you know, helping each other. So it just depends on the astrologer you ask. I like to look at it in a little bit more of an optimistic way, but I also acknowledge that like this could definitely cause inflated egos. It could definitely cause inflated egos and it might not even be within yourself. It might be, you know, the people around you and there might be inflated egos around you because, you know, this sun Jupiter conjunction is great, but of course it's opposite the moon because it's a full moon. So there's an opposition there, which is not always, a great, um, it's not always like a great aspect, you know, usually it's sort of like you're facing off. And so it can be a little bit of a battle. And so it's like your, you know, your ego might go one way or the other and, you know, your, your ego or even the egos that you encounter, like if you're, if you encounter someone with an inflated ego, who's like, Oh my God, I'm the best. My farts smell like vanilla. And you're like, my farts smelling poop. I feel like shit. Um, that that's an example (laughs) I don't know why that, like, I don't know why that's my example, but it, there you have it. Uh, but it's sort of like that when people, you know, build themselves up and you start to feel shitty just standing next to them because they have so much going on for them. So try not to let what's going on with other people affect you on this full moon and in sort of the days leading up to it, you know, full, full moon energy, you might start to feel come in a couple days, you know, a day or two before, and you may feel it sort of, you know, stick around a day or two after. So you know, just try to bring comfort to yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people because that is really a recipe for disaster. 
So we've got more not so great. (laughs) We've actually got some really shitty aspects going on on this full moon, to be honest. We have what's called a T-square. And so what we have is we've got Jupiter and the sun and the moon are squaring, which is a challenging aspect. It's a difficult aspect. Um, Uranus, crazy fucking wild card Uranus and Mars. So first of all, like, you know, people sometimes say, oh, this full moon is making me exhausted. This is an exhausting full moon. Um, but then again, Uranus is really unpredictable. So it could be that you're so fucking wired you can't sleep. So Uranus is like, you can speculate about like, you know, it could go this way or could it go this way. And Uranus is like, we'll see what happens. Like, it's just like, think there could be a wrench thrown in your plans. You could think that things are going one way and that they're going really good. And then it's sort of like you hit a roadblock. So it's not the best, not the best. Um, it's just not great. Now, what we do have in terms of another good aspect is we have Saturn forming a sextile to Chiron in Aries. So with that, like I would just say that, you know, it's good to be feeling ambitious. If you are feeling energized, if you're managing to escape that sort of like feeling bummed out, uh, you know, or having issues around self-worth, then this is the this is like a lay a foundation for your plans sort of aspect because again, Saturn loves structure and Chiron is, you know, in in Chiron will always change, but in Aries it's sort of like you know, are you going to put yourself first? Or are you going to put other people first? And so this would almost be like cutting out time for yourself and finding ways to do that. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to call it, this is a breakup full moon because we have another conjunction happening and it's Venus, the planet of love with Pluto and Pluto is death, destruction, and power too, but you know, it's also rebirth. So you may, you know, this is, this, this conjunction isn't really aspecting anything else. So this is a standalone energy pocket that we have in the cosmos. And with Venus conjunct Pluto, this could be really, really, really wonderful relationships where you have a conversation that you've been needing to have and you, you know, you feel renewed in your relationship or you have a really nice romantic time and you feel renewed in your relationship. So there are a lot of really, great ways that this could go. But also like when we're looking at at Pluto, there can also be some control stuff going on. Pluto is about power and wherever there's power, there can be abuse. And so, you know, you'll really want to look at whether or not your relationship is happy, is healthy and happy or not. And if the answer is no, honestly, like this energy is so good. Just leave, just fucking leave. And if, you know, if it's a situation where you, where you live with your partner, and it's not working out for you, see if there's somewhere else you can go. Or again, with that Saturn um, forming a happy aspect to Chiron, a sextile, then this is a good time to just, you know what, take the steps to apartment hunt, figure out your budget. I see so many people who, you know, as a reader, I see so many people who talk about how they feel stuck in their relationship. And I'm like, well, have you been apartment hunting online? And they're like, no. And I was like, well, have you budgeted to see what you could afford? No. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't even have, you know what I mean? Like you're just like stuck in this little bit of a limbo. And I'm not, I am not at all referring a specific reading because this has happened. This is like a pattern in relationships. This isn't even a pattern in people. Like I've seen this over and over and over again uh, where it's like, okay, you know what? If you want a different future, you just got to start making at least mental notes about what that looks for you financially and what you're able to swing if you know what I mean and so like if you if you're trying to leave your situation figure out how much it's going to cost make a plan um you know this is also a good time to do 
like because Venus can be self-care in a lot of ways this is a good time to do maybe like a rebirthing bath sorry if you guys can hear that hear that helicopter I can hear it in my headphones I'm not sure how well it will translate in the recording but all right so I was I was just gonna ask if anybody had any questions I I, it's, I think it's because I'm, I'm used to teaching astrology over zoom where everyone's on mute and then after I give a spiel I can ask if people have questions but hey you know what if you have questions you can dm me I'm not against that at all all right, so I want to accelerate the chart and talk about, I want to talk about the new moon, and then I'm going to talk to you guys about Mercury retrograde. My Mercury retrograde notes are first, but we're going to go to the new moon just because Mercury retrograde is going to cover a lot of different dates. So obviously this new moon is going to be in Aquarius because the sun is in Aquarius, and a new moon is when the sun and the moon conjunct. They're at the same degree. They're right on top of each other. And so just like, you know, just like the last, you know, the full moon that I talked about, you know, there's good and there's bad. I have a whole page of good though. <laughs> I only had half a page of good for the, for the, um, full moon. So for the new moon, I've got a lot of good stuff going. Um, okay. So we have Neptune, which is going to be trining Mars. Neptune is sort of like, it's a very, it, it can dissolve pain. Uh, but it's also like fantasy and illusion and deception. So again, the shadow or the light of Neptune, but Neptune, it's also the dream world. And so with a sextile to Mars, this is a situation where we're going to be able to find our motivation through fantasizing about what we want our future selves to look like, what our goals are. So it's a, like, you know, it's good to sort of daydream and you probably will be daydreaming. Um, I will say, and there's another aspect here that's probably, I feel like I'm cutting myself, I'm cutting in front of myself, but basically like if you're going to be daydreaming, which I think you should, make sure that you're keeping the daydream grounded in reality. Um, this moon in general is going to sort of like be an, an evolutionary soul evolution, emotional evolution, identity evolution, just because again, it's an Aquarius, which is evolution. Um, so for that, it's really, really a good moon for kicking bad habits. So if you're a smoker and you want to set an intention to no longer smoke, or if you want to set an intention to work, you know, a certain amount of hours a day on a project or set dead, like deadlines for yourself, or just like evolve into being a more efficient version of yourself, this is great to set those, those sort of, you know, intentions that are going to evolve you into an, a more efficient human, a more successful human, a more loving, compassionate, whatever it is that you're seeking to become, set intentions around that. Um, Mercury is going to be forming a trine, which is again, a, a health, a helpful aspect. If you look, if you listen to the aspects, there's like a sextile which sounds like nice and soft to me. And then there's a trine, which sounds like, I don't know, like, like a, like a, pleasant noise. Um, and so that's kind of like, oh, it's nice. Whereas like square and opposition, like those are the harsher aspects that you don't really want to see. So we have Mercury trining the North node and the North node is sort of like where we should be heading. The South node is what we should be releasing. And the North node is where we should be heading on a karmic level. And because Mercury is trining the North node, we're really going to see a lot of clarity um, on our desired future. And we'll probably see clarity on our behavioral patterns. And, you know, because there's so much Aquarius energy happening, and by this point, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. If you include the moon, there are six fucking planets 
in Aquarius. So there's a, I mean, psychic downloads, man, you're going to be firing them off. I'm telling you, carry a little notebook. I, I know I pushed this in the last episode that, that for, um, the Aquarius energy coming through that you need, I think it was because Mercury was heading into Aquarius, but you know what? Mercury is about to go retrograde. So it's going to be in Aquarius for even longer, but Aquarius is like, I don't know. It's just all psychic downloads to me. Um, okay. Sorry if you guys can hear voodoo, she's chewing a box and I don't, I just want to let her do it. So she doesn't like bother me. <laughs> okay. Um, do, 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 do behavioral patterns. You could acknowledge them. You might have aha moments. You could probably have like, oh my God, I've been dating this type of guy and I shouldn't have been dating this type of guy. We have another, we have another Venus conjunction during this new moon. In the full moon, we had a Venus conjunct Pluto. And this time, Venus is conjunct Jupiter, which is much nicer, much softer. It's much more optimistic. It's like your heart is just so full of joy that you don't know how to deal. And so we could be getting big declarations of love. Whereas on the full moon, I said it was a breakup moon. I'm looking at an engagement an engagement moon this time. I think that engagements and evolution of relationships is going to be a big theme just because we've got Jupiter and Venus right on top of each other. So it's, you know, it's really a really nice time for relationships. Uh, we do have some bad aspects going on. So Neptune, uh, which we know is also, you know, it's forming a happy aspect to Mars. It's forming a nice sextile. Well, you know what? It's also forming a square to the north node. So don't set unrealistic goals for yourself. Um, and this is also going to be a situation where self-doubt could get in the way of you actually pursuing the, the dream. So check your self-doubt. We also have Mercury. We also have Mercury squaring Mars, um, and so when I'm seeing stuff like this, like we like aggressive arguments, definitely arguments can totally get out of hand. Um, I would look out for compulsive spending, also because Mars is in, uh, you know, because Mars is in Taurus. That's why I say look out for the compulsive spending, but also like look out for compulsive eating and just like stress eating. And you know, if your mind is busy, I, like. I, I, you know, stress eating is a thing. It's a, it's a, it's a human thing that lots of people do. Um, so just try and catch yourself if you're doing it, but also, you know, your relationship to food is your own and I'm not trying to tell you what to do. Um, impulsive decisions. So, you know, if you do get that big proposal, uh, make sure you don't say yes, unless you really want to. And it's with someone who's worthy because impulsive decisions that, you know, you realize maybe weren't such a good idea when you agreed to it, um, or when you made the decision. And also whenever I see Mercury in a square with Mars, be really careful about the things that you agree to, you know, as empaths, there's a really serious problem with like pe people pleasing basically. And how many times empaths, which is like, I'm going to say 99.9% .9 of my listeners. How many times did someone ask you to do something that you didn't want to do that you agreed to do because you didn't want to feel the disappointment that you gave them by saying no. So if someone asks you to do anything that you don't necessarily want to do, or you don't necessarily want to agree to, um, just take a beat, just be like, you know what, can I think about that for, for a second? And then if you don't want the face-to-face -face confrontation, send them a text. Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I really don't think I can do it. Um, okay. And then, you know, just watch your people pleasing in general. Just don't, you know, don't agree to in general, you know, not just on this moon. Voodoo, you're getting crazy. She just like really wants to send packages out. I don't know. She's like eating, um, she's like chewing the corner of a USPS 
box because we're in my workroom where I ship all my orders. Ooh, and there's going to be a new, um, like a car protection kit coming out on Rainbow Glitter Star. I think on Friday. I'm just waiting for some stuff to come back from the printers, and then we'll be good. Um, all right. So I want to talk about Mercury retrograde, which. As I said that, I just checked my soundboard to make sure I was actually recording um, because we're in the pre-shadow now. So the pre-shadow to Mercury retrograde started on the 15th, which means that Mercury retrograde is sort of starting to already let itself be known. Um, It officially starts on the 30th. And hey, if you're worried about Mercury retrograde, I sell Mercury retrograde survival kits on rainbowglitterstar.com. That might be the last plug on the website. I'm not sure. I'm I'm trying to... My New Year's resolution was to make rainbowglitterstar.com uh, a better, more well-rounded shopping experience uh, for all the witches. Okay, you need to get um, like you need to focus on <laughs> you need to focus on Mercury retrograde, which is notorious for uh, miscommunications, for brain fog, for traffic, for losing things, for misunderstandings. Mercury is the is the planet of communication and thought process and understanding and learning and the internet. So when it goes retrograde, it starts to act wonky. Now it is worth checking if you have Mercury retrograde in your natal chart, because if you do, it doesn't hit you as hard. I have Mercury retrograde in my natal chart, but that also means that whenever Mercury is direct, I like, I don't know, it, it, it's just, um, I have my own relationship to Mercury retrograde energy. We'll just say that. Um, it's because I internalize everything until I can't anymore. And then I say too much at once. That's, that's been my experience with Mercury retrograde. Okay. Um, I did write down some, I just, I just sort of accelerated the chart and I went through it to see if there are any aspects that I really wanted to pay attention to. Um, I didn't write down any of the lunar aspects just because it would have been a lot because the lunar would basically be making an aspect every few days, like every two and a half days. So I didn't write down the lunar aspects, but you know, if you follow the glitter cast on Instagram at the glitter cast, I, I, I pretty much only follow lunar transits on my horoscope. So please give me a follow there if you don't. Okay. So February 8th, we're going to have, um, Mercury. Oh, and I was going to say that, um, if you, if your Mercury is an Aquarius or if you're an an Aquarius sun or even rising, uh, or moon, uh, this could be an especially difficult retrograde for you. So it might be worth seeing, you know, what house is ruled by Aquarius as well, because that will give you information about your personal Mercury retrograde story. So on February 8th, we're going to go ahead and have a conjunction between Mercury and the sun. And it's also going to be trining the north node, which again is fate and destiny. It's not an exact trine. It's 18 degrees versus 20 degrees. So, but it's still, it's within that unit of measurement that I use. So I'm calling it a trine. And, you know, you may get, you may feel like your head is a little bit or a little bit, it's a little bit cramped in your mind or things are a little bit cerebral because you're thinking about, um, you know, mistakes that you've made in the past, but because this is a trying to the North node, you know, pay attention to what your thoughts are. If it does relate to things that you did in the past or people in the past that weren't such great experiences, because it's really just the universe trying to show you clarity on your path moving ahead and how you can again, evolve and fix those past mistakes and work through them if it, you know, if you need to work through them or release them and move forward. 
Now, on February 9th, that Mercury trining the North Node is exact. So we'll be seeing that energy, you know, most potently around February 8th and February 9th. But again, in the days leading up to and the days behind, um, you know, behind behind it after leading up to and after it. Um, February 12th, every freaking astrologer out there and every astrology Instagram warns about Mercury retrograde and X's popping up. And I'm telling you on February 12th, Mercury is going to be conjunct Venus. So again, they're aligned within one degree of each other. And Venus, the planet of love and relationships. So that's when I, I mean, Valentine's Day. So it seems obvious, you know, Valentine's Day is on the 14th, but watch out for exes. And then also, you know, watch out for a repetition of arguments that have occurred in your relationship that really you guys shouldn't be fighting about anymore. If you resolve an argument in your relationship, you need to leave it in the past. You can't, can't throw things back in people's faces and there's danger on February 12th for that. So, you know, Maybe that's one of the maybe that's one of the patterns that Mercury retrograde is trying to get you to break in Aquarius season. Leave it in the past. If you have resolved it, if you've said the I sorry, I'm sorry's and you've accepted the apology, you cannot throw it back in your partner's face because you're heated or you're mad or anything like that. Um, I don't know why. I'm like, I'm like, someone needs to hear this. Um, <laughs> all right. So, and you know what, if you have an ex who's throwing it back in your face then lay it out like that, be like, you know what, like once we resolve something, it has to be resolved. I can't have it thrown back in my face. And you have to like, really, you have to approach that sort of a dynamic very calmly because, you know, empaths, first of all, empaths can have some of the most brutal arguments ever because, we absorb the emotions of whoever we're talking to. So if someone throws anger at us, we regurgitate it right back at them. And so then it's just like, like monkeys throwing shit at each other. You know, don't throw shit at your partner, even if they threw shit at you first, you know, like turn it into manure and grow a plant or something. I don't know. That's just like, that is just a really good metaphor. Okay. Um, February 13th, we've got Mercury conjunct Jupiter. So we got a lot, Mercury's making a lot of conjunctions coming up. And so I just want to accelerate the chart and make sure that like, cause I wrote down my notes, but I'm not actually following along with the chart as I go. So yeah, no, that's right. Um, okay. So February 13th, we have Mercury conjuncting Jupiter. So again, they're aligned, they're in the same degree. And because Jupiter is so, so optimistic and it's so idealistic and it has really grandiose like pie in the sky sort of like energy to it. Um, there you might like there might be some far out ideas out there. You know, you may be overly maybe overly optimistic. So, again, keep everything in perspective. Don't get swindled by, you know, someone with charisma. Don't you know, don't don't let someone convince you to do something because they're good at eliciting, you know, some sort of like joy. Sorry, I paused for a second. I just wanted to make sure Voodoo was good, but she's still just chewing, chewing away at the corner of that box sitting under my chair. I, the wire to my soundboard was moving, so I just wanted to make sure she wasn't chewing it. And she's not because she's a good girl. Okay. So again, check, you know, it's great to be optimistic. Uh, but again, you know, People can, when, when Mercury is conjunct Jupiter like this, people can really, 
you know, expand upon, they can just paint a pretty picture. So ground, use your discernment. I'm not saying it's all bullshit. I'm just saying with Mercury retrograde, like you might want to be a little bit careful. Um, It does have kind of a nice aspect to the North Node. There could be proposals around this time too, because Venus is sort of hanging out there as well. And big declarations of love, because if you're, you know, all these planets are so close to each other that they are all conjunct within this time frame. Um, the exact examples that I was just giving you were when they were all within a degree of each other. But if I accelerate the chart just a little bit, um, you know, we've got Jupiter at 13 degrees. We have Mercury at 14 degrees and we have Venus at 15 degrees, forming a helpful aspect, a trine to the North Node, which is at 17 degrees. So North Node is about fate and what we're moving towards. So I definitely think there could be like proposals or marriages or even babies happening. Ooh, with that Aquarius energy, be careful about getting pregnant because Aquarius is like super unexpected. So make sure that you like put it, put a, put a, you know, wrap it up or just have birth control or a vasectomy. Um, just go have a vasectomy, guys. It's not a big deal. Okay. Um, I think that's it for my notes. Um, okay. So I'm just going to, cause we're already 33 minutes and 13 seconds when I looked at my soundboard. So, you know, I don't want to be here all night. So let's see. Aries. Ooh, <laughs> coming in hot Aries. They pulled the devil and the nine of wands. With the Wheel of Fortune and the Eight of Coins. Okay, so there could be a job opportunity that comes up or there could be like you hear about a job opportunity, but you don't necessarily apply for it. I'm looking at the devil with the Nine of Wands. And to me, this is like a very self-destructive sort of energy. The Wheel of Fortune, God, especially when we have all this Uranus energy happening that we just talked about astrologically, um, it's very unexpected, but usually the Wheel of Fortune is, you know, for good. It's, it's for the better. Um, and the five of coins, don't quit your job unnecessarily. If you get like angry or upset at work, don't quit your job unnecessarily. And then also if you see a job opportunity, uh, if you're, if you're looking for jobs, don't wait to apply or, you know, express interest in the job. You need to go for it right away. Don't let your procrastination within the workplace be a reason you get fired. Don't let negligence within the workplace be a reason you get fired. Don't let partying. The devil is a party in a card. I love the devil card, but not with the not with the nine of wands because that is some self-destructive shit. So, you know, don't don't party too hard and then call in for work the next day and then, you know, use your last sick day and then you actually get sick and you don't have any sick days left so you get fired you know don't do stuff like that all right Torres Torres you are coming out of strong you are coming out strong too okay so Torres this is gonna be about breaking patterns for sure um yeah absolutely I pulled the chariot the eight of swords and the world and the crowning card I pulled was strength so the chariot is all about stepping into your authority it's all about like you know, if you look at the art on it, the guy's like, you know, there's two, he's on his little chariot. He's the only one driving it. There's like two fucking, you know, horses. Looks like they're running at full speed. And he's just like muscles up in his chariot. Just like, yeah, I steer these bitches. So, you know, 
just keep that in mind when you have to step into your power and assume your authority. But like, you got to be in control of this situation. And if your situation feels out of control, it's time to control it. And if there are, so we've got the eight of swords here, which to me is always about setting boundaries, but it's also about like, it's a little bit of that Aries energy. Are you procrastinating? Are you not putting yourself, you know, are you not putting yourself out there? The world is behavioral patterns. It goes and goes in a circle. There are so many opportunities to change, but that circle will just keep you know, going in on itself if you don't break away into another path or another habit. So if you've been thinking about taking your life in a different direction, you got to fucking do it. You really just have to start taking those small steps. It's sort of like I was talking about earlier, you know, when, when I talk to, you know, people who are stuck in relationships that they don't want to be in and I ask them if they've done, you know, if they've looked for apartments and they say no, you know what I mean? Like, you got to just look, you just got to know what your options are. So even if it's scary to, you know, come up, you know, even if it's scary to indulge with change or to entertain the idea of change, just take little steps. You know what I mean? If you, if you look for a job, it doesn't mean you're going to apply for it. And if you apply for the job, it doesn't mean you're going to get an interview. And if you get an interview for the job, it doesn't mean you're going to get it. And if you do get it, it doesn't mean you have to take it. So break everything down into baby steps. But with that eight of swords, man, you really like you just got to make yourself do it. I say this to people I read for all the time. Like you just got to kick your own ass. And it could even be like, you know, you need to be meditating. It doesn't even have to be financial. It doesn't have to be work. I didn't pull coins, you know, so it could, it could literally be about people. When I see the eight of swords, I think about setting boundaries with people, too, so if you got crazy in your sphere, if you've got disorder, just, you know what? You just got to do the fucking work. Um, it's funny. I was talking to my friend who is a Taurus and she just moved. And because she's a Taurus, she's like, I just want my home to be a fucking home. Like aesthetics are important. Uh, and this is like just making me think of her. But she's like, she's always really good at just doing the work. And her her life path um, number is eight, which is affiliated with strength. So the strength card is her tarot card. So I, I mean, that was for all the Tauruses. I'm just, you know, connecting it, connecting it with people whose sun sign I know. It's hard not to. Okay. And the vibes tonight are so dreamy. I don't know why it's like lovely and it's nostalgic. Like I feel, I feel so comforted. It's nice. It's a nice change of pace. This has not been a great fucking year. Like the summer was a nightmare. Um, but of course, I'm like, um, I don't know. I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm like, <laughs> what's going to happen next? But I'm just going to enjoy it because I feel really lovely. Okay, Gemini. Gemini. I feel perky as hell as soon as I started um, pulling cards for Gemini. And I'm not even necessarily trying to channel. So, okay, Gemini. We have the Eight of Coins, which is about work that needs to be done. Um, the Seven of Wands it can get a little bit disorganized and a little bit messy. Princess of Wands is really eager, but then we have the Ten of Swords. So uh, don't let your disorganization be the thing that takes you down. Uh, watch your stress levels as well with that Seven of Wands. Make sure you're taking, you know, some time to breathe and to ground and to you know, even sort of take stock of what you need to do, especially if it comes to just daily tasks or goals or professional goals or schoolwork if you're in school, uh, even communicating with people, just 
sending that text or sending that email. Oh shit, fuck, I forgot. Uh, Mercury retrograde is not usually that kind to Gemini or Virgo either because your ruling planet is Mercury. Oh God. It was like Mars, like, like with Scorpios and Aries with Mars retrograde last year. It was awful. So uh, Gemini, I would make lists. I would almost make lists that outline exactly what you need to be doing each day and each week, just because I'm worried that Mercury retrograde is going to be overstimulating for you and you're going to get like a little bit sloppy. Like I'm just worried about the Gemini's being sloppy. And I will say that um, if you're a clear audience, which most air signs are a little bit more prone to being clear audience, if you get a ringing in the ear or a popping in the ear, I just think it means to take a time out. I struggled with what that meant for a really long time. And then one day I just like had a download that it just means the other side wants you to just chill out for a second and think about what you're doing, no matter what it is. You could be brushing your teeth, you know what I mean? But just find a moment of quiet. It could just be that you're going too fast or if you're having a conversation, maybe you're, maybe you're divulging information you shouldn't be divulging. So, oh yeah. And just like, make sure that you're keeping, um, keeping your words in control too, especially with that, like seven of wands, watch out for gossip. Cause that shit gets messy. Um, and you know, you just don't want it coming back on you. And if you know that other people are gossiping about you, try not to immediately get confrontational or go to a confrontational place. They so you know that when people gossip about you, like, there's a desire to want to clear your name um, and, you know, go on record stating why someone's lying or gossiping about you. But honestly, like, you know, or trying to discredit them. But if you do that when someone's doing that to you, you just look fucking like you're both crazy and you're both insane. And it just looks like a fucking fight. And if you take a step back Prove your integrity through time. Prove your integrity by standing to your morals, standing to who you are, continuing to be, you know, a good person, a decent person. Then gossip can't touch you because, yeah, it can be really annoying in the moment and it can be traumatizing and it can be damaging to your emotional state. But I'm telling you, just time and patience and staying, you know, good <laughs> staying good in your heart and keeping your head held high um and you know not contributing it just makes you look so much better it just makes you look like the stand-up person so don't engage one way or the other even if you're the victim of it time time will be the thing that clears your name if you try to if you try to address the situation you're just gonna it's gonna get heated and weird so that's my advice to gemini cancer oh we got throat chakra stuff cancer and we got solar plexus stuff I mean you know water signs I'm a water sign too so I get it but um cancers are especially sensitive so there could be some tough decisions around love or some tough situations within your love life Ooh. This is maybe where that breakup energy was coming from. I'm sorry. I feel like there's a cancer who's listening to this who's like, no. Um, okay, so I pulled the three of swords with the eight of cups with the ace of cups and the tower. So, okay. To me, the three of swords, a lot of the times it rules 
you know, it, it rules affairs for sure. It rules love triangles, but it also rules just like not being able to make a decision, not really like, you know, thinking one way, but not necessarily speaking that way. Um, and so there is a little bit of a like wishy-washiness in terms of decision and communication. And it's just sort of inconsistent in what you're saying. Um, with the eight of cups, really look out for power struggles within relationships. Look out for you did this to me, so I'm going to do it to you. Uh, look out for that. Uh, you may have, you may have moodiness within yourself or within, uh, your partner. And so there, you know, with the ace of cups here, there's a really nice dynamic where it's like, there might be an argument, but there's an emotional reset where you're able to start over again. And we have the tower here as your crowning card. So if you are, you know, if you are finding these sort of situations coming up in your relationships, I would say, you know, use the evolutionary Aquarius energy so that you can be like, hey, you know what? These are our patterns. This is what we've been doing. This is why our communication is fucked up. This is why our relationship has gotten so complicated. And, you know, this is how I feel about this situation. And, you know, this is how I'm noticing this creeping up. And, you know, if you're moody with me, I'll try to show you compassion versus like the being moody back. Sometimes if your partner's moody, all you can do is say, someone's a pissy pants and then give them a love tap on the butt and try to make them laugh. Sometimes that's, I mean, most of the time that's better because you don't, again, with the empaths, if someone throws shade at you, you've absorbed it. You want to send it back. You want to get rid of it, but that just builds up the frustration. It builds up the momentum. So look for softer ways to resolve any power struggles that you have within your relationship and if they can't be resolved, that tower, that's where I was like, ooh, break up for cancers. Um, that tower, you know, that's destruction. The tower, you know, the tower, the tower represents that what is not strong falls and what is strong stays standing. So think about that, you know, and if your tower falls, then it falls. Ooh, the five of cups just fell out of my car, out of my deck. That's another breakup card. If you're a cancer and you're listening to this and you have a breakup, will you please let me know? And then I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And if it happened, I'll like send you a heart hug or try to do something nice for you. I'm just curious. I love it. I fucking love it when you guys write me and tell me why the tarot scopes or why um, the astrology resonated with you. It makes me so, so happy. Okay. Oh, and I did feel um, throat chakra and solar plexus stuff going on. Oh, I'm really feeling throat chakra with you, Cancer. Drink some peppermint tea, rub peppermint oil on your throat chakra and work with gold candles and sing whenever you can. If you hear your voice cracking, that's another time to check in with your throat chakra if you're speaking your truth and if you're saying what you need to be saying. All right, Leo, I'm feeling a little bit fatigued, and I don't know why my um, my like saliva glands just activated, and my mouth is like it's like when you suck on a, like some like a lemon head or lemon or like you eat something tart. Um, to me, that almost feels like there might be some. I think it's clairgustinance. I think that's when it's like like you can taste things that aren't necessarily there. Um, that could be a thing that happens for Leo's. I do feel the drain on the energy level. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm feeling like Leo's might be a little bit more psychically sensitive. Oh, and I just pulled the high priestess, um, with death, which is rebirth really. And the seven of swords and crowning card is the emperor. So 
there may be wanting to change fields, wanting to change jobs and an uncertainty around how to make that happen. You have to lean into death. I just pulled the hangman too. You have to lean into death and lead into change. And just like if you wanted to move out of where you're living now, you gotta, you gotta look for jobs. You gotta just look for them. You gotta, do you, do you have to go to school to do the job that you want to be doing? What are you waiting for your reverse birthday when you get younger? No, you gotta do it now. Um, I do feel more psychically sensitive. So I'm getting a message, put your pride aside. There might be a situation where someone got into a field and they felt like they like, it's almost like someone told them they weren't going to like it. And now they're still doing it out of stubbornness, but they really don't like it, but they just don't want to be wrong or something like that. Or like they, like someone told them not to go to school for something. And now they're working in that. Am I just repeating exactly what I just said? Is it Mercury retrograde right now? Is it July, is it January 30th? Okay. Anyway, Leo's just, you know, don't let pride prevent you from moving back home or switching fields in your job. Like with the seven of swords here and the hanged man, like it to me, it really just feels like you got to boss the fuck up with the emperor there. Like boss the fuck up. Who cares? And, you know, putting your pride to the side, I know that's not an easy thing for Leo's to do, but ego death is a beautiful thing if you embrace it. So, you know, you don't have to stay, you know, Leo's are fixed signs, so they don't love change and it's not the easiest thing for them to do. But again, we're in Aquarius season. We should all be evolving. So put your pride to the side, you know, listen to your internal, listen to your intuition um, you, you're probably going to be feeling your crown chakra opening up. I'm feeling my crown chakra opening up. If you get a little bit of dizziness, just make sure you're grounding, pay attention to your breathing. If you feel like you need to ground quickly, you know, but you can't go into a meditation, just try to pay attention to what the bottoms of your feet feel like and wiggle your toes that instantly grounds you because your feet are almost always touching the ground unless you're in bed, in which case, like how grounded are you, you know, do you need to be if you're in bed? All right, Virgo. Um, little bit of tension headaches for Virgo. So again, watch your breathing, watch your stress levels. I don't know if you like, I feel like I went into meditation voice. I was like, okay, Virgos. Let's just calm it down. Let's just try not to let stress kill us. I know that goes against our nature not to, but we're going to try to not be stressed out lunatics. Um, it's like, I don't know, it's like the curse of the Virgo that like whenever they get stressed out, that's when stuff thing, like that's when things seem to go missing and like their phone dies unexpectedly. Like when Virgos are stressed, that's when the shit hits the fan. I see it with Sal at the Crooked Path all the time. He's a Virgo. And if he's having a bad day, it's like he can't find anything. And he's just like, fuck, rah. like, it's just really, um, he doesn't think it's funny, but I do. Okay, Virgo. I got the page of wands with the queen of cups, the hermit and the six of swords. So the six of swords, there could be like a, going home to visit your mom. Um, I almost with the page of wands, look at this as like, maybe you should take a journey for yourself. Maybe you should take like a deep meditation journey, or you should take a day trip somewhere, rent a cabin, an Airbnb, go for a hike. But you know, with the page of wands here with the queen of cups and the hermit, it's like, you really need to be taking initiative towards like getting your replen, like get becoming replenished. And with the six of swords, like that's a journey. 
that is, you know, it's, it, it oftentimes does represent channel or travel, but it also represents the journey of going from being in a place that feels really chaotic to a place that's more serene and calm. And I do feel, you know, especially with Mercury retrograde coming up, I do feel, you know, um, the scatteredness for Virgos and, if you're feeling like you don't want to engage with like your responsibilities or what you should be doing, that's okay. It's okay to take a time out. But if it's happening a lot, I think that maybe you need to take a trip so you can reset and you need to give yourself permission to do that. And also don't be someone's guides or like, don't be so hard on yourself too. tell them not to be so hard on themselves. So don't overanalyze yourself and don't, don't overanalyze other people because I've noticed that the people who are constantly looking at what other people are doing and judging what other people are doing are usually the people who are equally as critical on themselves um, or they are judging other people to avoid analyzing themselves. I'm not sure, but it's usually not, it's usually not the key to happiness. And, you know, if that's something you do, that's okay. Like, you know, it's not I, like, I, like I try to give this advice about how to, how to be mindful and how to be happy. And it's not coming from a place of like, I've never been that bitch. I've been that bitch. Uh, you just have to sort of make a decision to stop yourself when you see, you know, when you're thinking about what, what someone's wearing or why they're doing something that way, it doesn't matter who cares. You know what I mean? If you have to distract yourself with a pen just by clicking it over and over again, that's a healthier way to use your mental energy than picking someone else apart because you're going to pick your, that energy will stay. You'll pick yourself apart later. And also that's the concept of the evil eye. When you are sort of like side eyeing someone and looking for reasons to not like them and you feel like you get that in return that like would, if you go into a restaurant, someone's judging you, they're pro like, it's probably because you're a, ju a judgmental person. That's the only reason you're noticing. And I'm not trying to be disparaging, but I'm sure there are people who are looking at my shit all the time, like thinking who knows what, like, but I don't see it. Like I don't see, I don't see it because I don't do it. And so I can't recognize it when it's happening because who cares? Who cares what other people are thinking if they're not connected to you on an emotional level or even, you know, I don't even know how far, like, I don't even know how important blood is in that scenario, you know, um, but unless you're emotionally connected to someone, who cares? And if you are emotionally connected to someone and they're too hard on you, you may need to reevaluate that relationship as well. Okay. Libra, Ugh, Libra, lovely Libra, my favorites. I don't like to play favorites except for when it's Libra. <laughs> okay. Um, I also love Taurus. I love you all, but if I was going to pick... Those are my two. I feel heart and throat chakra stuff for Libras. So I do think that you will be a compassionate speaker right now. I think that you will be speaking from the heart and you'll probably be one of the people who is a little bit, you know, with with you being the um, with the sun being in your fellow air sign, Aquarius um, Libra is the cardinal air sign. And Aquarius is the fixed, stubborn air sign. And Gemini is the mutable. Um, that's why Gemini is like, like really good at editing in a lot of ways because it's mutable. It sees the endings of things. Um, but Libra, with you being the cardinal, um, 
the cardinal sign, this is where it's like you really want to be taking initiative towards um, the things that make you happy and you really want to be taking initiative towards change. So this actually feels like a really, really good season for you. Um, I think that you will be having important conversations. You know, I pull I picked the full, which is so much better than it sounds for people who aren't really familiar with tarot. The fool is the very first card of the tarot deck and it's called the fool because it's just so unassuming and it hasn't learned shitty lessons yet. It hasn't encountered its devil. It hasn't encountered its chariot or its strength or any of that stuff. It's just a fresh little baby. So this is about new journeys. It's not like, oh, you fucking fool. It's like, oh, you fool. Um, and so with uh, the, with the second cup being, or with the second card being the two of cups. Um, I really think that this is like a situation where you want to be having like emotional conversations. You want to be having emotional exchanges and, you know, heartfelt exchanges with people that you aspire to be like. It's a good, it's a really good time for you to be asking for advice, but also, you know, if we're looking at things on like sort of like it could be political or even within the workplace, if you're asking people how they're feeling, you know, you may need to pull a little bit of the emotion out of people. You may need to be asking questions about how the people are doing, how they're hanging in there. Uh, you may want to take the initiative about, you know, checking in with your friends or, you know, just seeing how everyone is doing there. So I think that you will feel good in your heart if you are connecting with people and initiating that conversation. You know, the Eight of Swords, we've had that card coming up in a lot of these readings. It's about, again, assuming your authority, assuming, you know, control and this would be a good time to look at if you're giving love to someone and if you're giving, if you're trying to have an insightful, loving conversation with someone and they're kind of closed off or if they're snarky or if they're not wanting to share in the emotions and in the goodness that you're trying to share in, that eight of swords there, you know, you might have to redefine that relationship and, and maybe you won't be as close to that person as you wanted to be, but that's okay because there are other people who would love to be close to you. Uh, your crowning card is the 10 of pentacles which is domestic bliss, basically. If you were buying a house, this would be you closing on the house. So if you're trying to buy a house right now, you'll probably close during Aquarius season. And, you know, do things that make you feel good in your home. Make, bake and clean and sm like sage, sa not sage, but like cedar smoke cleanse the place. Buy a house blessing kit from rainbowglitterstore.com. All of those things. Um, it's just a very nice, peaceful, it's a good, it feels like good vibes for Libra, but you have to be open and you have to be okay to go there with people and um, try and get them to go there with you and show, you know, show your compassion and show your love to other people. It feels very nurturing. feels like you'll be in a very nurturing place, but um, make sure you're not being taken advantage of. Libras are pretty much like, you know, there, there can be people pleasers. So making sure that I think that's what that eight of swords is too. making sure you're set of setting boundaries with people who, you know, might be taking advantage. Okay. We're going to move on to Scorpio and I'm like, Oh great. I just like got a weird pain in my, like in my rib cage on my left side. Um, so if there's a Scorpio who listens to this, that's a smoker, you need to stop because I don't like what I'm channeling. Um, also be careful just because my breathing got a little bit labored. Be careful about social distancing. We have crazy fucking spikes right now. I know that everyone's bored with a quarantine and everyone's bored with social distancing, but you know what? Like it is what it is. I didn't get to go home and see my family at Christmas and I cried and I played video games and I was a fucking bummer, 
but that's just, it's, you know, it's not worth getting sick. You know, I'm, you know, maybe you would be okay, but what if you give it to someone who ends up dying or, you know, someone, someone in my family, um, by marriage got COVID. She's a nurse. She got COVID and she was exposed because she's a nurse. She's a frontline worker. So think about those people who are trying to keep us alive, who are trying to keep the hospitals running, not just for COVID victims, but for people who are, I feel like some of you guys are falling off. Like, I don't want to hear about COVID anymore. Like you need to hear this. Um, just be cool, you know, because there it's not just the COVID it's complications that happen with it. You know, she was in the hospital and she could barely send a text message because she was so exhausted. And then, you know, COVID clots your blood. And so then she had a heart attack and had to go into surgery and they thought she was going to die. So just, I know it's boring. I know we're all fucking sick of it, but be really careful. Just be really careful about who you expose yourself to. And, you know, just don't, just don't. Core group, Okay. I have a core group. That's fine. How many people are in your core group? How many people work outside of the house? Like how many, how many people in your core friend group are seeing other people? Like it really like, no, just stop. Hang out outside. If you got to see someone that's totally cool, but don't be done. Don't go to parties. Don't go to kickbacks. Be cool. All right. Uh, Scorpios. I pulled the knight of coins the nine of swords, the chariot, and the three of swords. Okay, so, and the magician, yay. I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I got excited because I'm a Scorpio. Okay, so I'm like, this is resonating for me. We'll see if I can make it resonate for you guys. Um, You know, the knight of coins, it's sort of about like taking, you know, taking initiative towards your business or your finances, and you might not be exactly where you want to be, but you're making moves to get there. The nine of swords is like, it's a really cerebral card and, um, it can sometimes, you know, create insomnia. Um, I pulled the clarifier over it cause I hate to just do the nine of swords by itself. And I pulled the eight of swords. So it could be like you're running circles in your head over what you could be doing again, just like make a decision, take some initiative. Procrastination is self-destruction. And I was thinking about like the things that I'm doing for my business now in this year, is shit I should have done a year ago that I had the materials to like building my website. I've had boxes and boxes and boxes of crystals that I just never put on my website because I, you know, I, yeah, I had other stuff going on in my life and, you know, I have a lot of content that I make and this year sucked and it wasn't always easy to find my motivation, but you just can't procrastinate. Procrastinate causes anxiety and then the anxiety makes you not want to do things and it's a vicious fucking cycle. So Again, Scorpios, if you have to make lists, to-do lists, uh, and I, you know, I always tell people, write down three things a day, and you have to do all three of those things, and they don't have to be big. One of them could be, you know, working out or emptying out the dishwasher, and or like, you know, calling the insurance company for whatever, um, but things that you don't like necessarily want to do. And just mark them all off. And you know what? I'm you know, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't been doing my three my three item lists either. But maybe I'll start. Um, I've been pretty good lately, though. I've been feeling really motivated. Maybe that's why. I, oh my god. Maybe that's why I've been so at peace today. I woke up at seven and I've been working for twelve hours. Well, you know, maybe an hour and a half or two hours was like eating meals and break time in between. But I've been going all day, and maybe that's why I feel at peace because I know that I 
did the work that I want to be doing to uh, meet my chariot card, which is the next card. I have the chariot. So it's again, it's about taking control of your situation and that will bring you peace. Uh, we do have the three of swords. So there may, you know, there may be a little bit of indecision there, but I also pulled the magician with it. So, you know, I think that as long as you make concise decisions about what your goals are, where you, you know, where you want to take your career. I do, this, it does feel money and business oriented or even like your house or your living situation, just because it's coins. The Knight of coins was the first card. So that's always like the material realms or tangible objects. Um, indecision and procrastination are going to screw you. So you have to combat both of those things. And then I think you're golden. I think you're a beautiful, perfect little scorpion and I want to kiss your little, your little scorpion claws. I was going to say stinger, but then I realized that could be gross. That could be a gross thing to say. Okay. Oh, I just saw a pretty orb. Okay. And we got Sagittarius now. <laughs> the, and the tower's on the bottom of my deck, but I'm just going to put that back on, back in there and shuffle. Um, okay. Pulling cards. I got a little bit of throat chakra stuff. So, um, Making sure that you're speaking calmly and you're choosing your words wisely. And um, I've known a lot of Sagittariuses, my brother, my partner, friends that I've had. And uh, sometimes y'all don't know when to shut the fuck up. So <laughs> um, watch, just watch your words because we are in Mercury retrograde. But also like busy mouth means busy mind. So... Again, if you feel like you're becoming a little bit disconnected, just try to ground, try to center. You know, fire doesn't love to ground. Fire fire and air are a little bit, you know, it's it's spirit. The You know, fire is our spirit. And so, of course, it wants to go into the spirit realms and it wants to, you know, Sagittarius loves adventure. And it's just like, it's such a fun, wonderful, generous sign. Um, but sometimes it's too generous with its words. And sometimes it's too generous with its thoughts where it's just like firing off too much information for even like, themselves to um to process and I'm getting a little bit of information so I think that when you are having those really quick thoughts you should probably print that you should probably type them up as fast as you can or write them whatever is fastest for you shorthand fine um try to put down you know I used to do this thing when I wrote comedy where I would be like oh this joke is so funny I'm gonna write down how like I'm gonna I'm gonna write down like a condensed version of what this joke is and then it was like I go back to read it and I'm like what the fuck is this what does this even mean um so don't let that happen to you with like your thoughts or whatever you're trying to process uh, I do think that it would be a good idea to you know write down if you've got a busy mind just start journaling I think that will help you a lot um I just worry a little bit too about, I just worry about Sagittarius as being a little bit overstimulated. Um, in terms of cards, we've got the four of cups, the six of wands, the ace of wands and the nine of cups. So um, the four of cups, it's a little bit of a pity party in a lot of ways, but what's nice about the six of wands is that you can pull yourself out of it. You can pull yourself out of like any negativity or sadness. And this is sort of like a victory for you. Um, I think you will be able to reconnect with your motivation, but again, you, I just think that you need to bring some structure into whatever your goals are. And the nine of cups is a really nice crowning card because it does mean emotional fulfillment. 
So ultimately, I do think that like minus that four of cups, that four of cups is just like, I don't like that card at all because it's just like pissy pants. It's just like, oh, I'm like going to be fucking mad because I don't like because I'm not ready to be happy or I don't know. That's my impression of the four of cups anyway, not of Sagittarius or people. That's my four. Of, that's my four of cups impression. Um, I think that like. Setting realistic goals, feeling good about yourself while you're trying to accomplish them. Um, you know, whether it's like, I always wanted to learn how to cross stitch. So I'm going to order that stuff to learn how to cross stitch. That's a win. So congratulate yourselves on little, on little wins. Think about what you want to be doing, what you're sad you're not doing, and then take little steps towards um, making that thing, making those things happen for yourself. The Ace of Wands is a lot about new projects and new journeys. So you may have a new creative endeavor or a new um, art project or something like that. And it looks good. Um, but again, like you have to be thinking positive. If it doesn't, you know, if things don't happen as quickly as you want them to be patient with yourself. I know that's not easy for fire signs to do in general, um, especially for like Sagittarius because they're basically like, you know, fireworks. I'm pretty sure fireworks are ruled by Sagittarius. Um, you know, patience, calm. If you feel like you have a disappointment, counter it with a win. Look for wins. I think that there's a danger that you could get bummed out and you could go to a negative place. But if you channel your optimism and you you celebrate small victories and you look for ways to engage with small victories or small pleasures, I really think that you can, you know, turn it around if you have any bummer energy. Okay. Oh, crown chakra feels good too. Sagittarius's might be getting a little bit of an upgrade uh, and it could have to do with emotional pain. All right. Just because I felt like the, I felt like an upgrade coming in through the crown chakra and then I felt um, I felt the heart chakra. Okay. So we're going into Capricorn. Capricorn, you've got solar plexus stuff going on. You need to be working with gold candles, rub some lemon essential oil on your stomach. Um, look for things that are invigorating. Uh, you need to be taking more walks. If you're not taking walks, you're an earth sign. Uh, Capricorns, you know, all the earth signs, y'all need walks. Y'all need to be outside. You need to be moving your bodies because you rule the material realms and that is what our meat our meat suits uh, consist of. So I don't have any major arcana. Hold on, I need to take a sip. I need to take a sip of my water. Okay, I try to make that quick because I don't want to edit this. Okay. Um you don't have a, you don't have any major arcana cards. So I don't think it's gonna be a terribly eventful season for you to be honest which is fine because we just got out of Capricorn season it was all busy for you we just had so many planets leave your sign like give yourself permission to just like chill out a little bit you know what I mean this is a, like I have the eight of coins the six of wands the two of coins the eight of swords and the ace of cups as well as the two of cups I just kept pulling cards to see if a major arcana would come up and like nothing came up and I'm not just going to like pull cards until it happens. So, okay. With the eight of coins, it's like, you know, you still have work to do. You can't stop working. I don't know if anyone could convince a Capricorn to not be working towards anything, something anyway. You guys are the sign of perseverance and goals and trying to achieve something and it's status in a lot of ways too, especially professional status. So, you know, it's about work right now on like a mundane level and just sort of staying to the task and, you know, staying on the course and just sort of moving forward that way. 
it's not really about, um, you know, big baller moves or big baller changes for you right now. I do have the six of wands, which again is sort of like celebrating wins. I do see a victory happening for you. If there's, you know, something that you're unsure about, especially if it has to do with finances or money, um, it will likely go in your favor. So try to keep some optimism, um, in terms of, you know, in terms of your finances, the two of coins, um, you may be weighing a financial decision. Um, the eight of swords is sort of like, you know, step into your power, step into your authority, do the thing that makes, you know, that makes the most sense for you. I have the two of cups here as well, which is like, you may need to have a conversation with a confidant in order to gain clarity. Um, I do have the ace of cups as the crowning card, which to me always represents a new emotional journey and emotional reset. So it could be that you've been working towards a change or a shift for a while. And now you're just sort of like, crossing your T's and dotting your I's and there's going to be this little like this little shift that does happen for you but it's something you've been working towards and expecting for a long time so it wouldn't be like a sudden shift it would be like oh okay and now I've gotten to this landmark and now I can start this new project or this new journey so I do think that there is like a little bit of like wrapping up ends uh, you, you know, it, it could be a situation where you have to learn how to sort of negotiate with other people and listen to what other people want as well. Capricorns don't always like to listen to other people's opinions. They kind of like to do things their own ways. They're ruled by Saturn. They're, you know, kind of rigid. Um, and so you may, you may actually want to listen to what other people have to say and what they think. All right. So. All right. And I don't know if you're Capricorn, may, if you need to get new glasses or contacts or go to the eye doctor, it may be time for that. Um, okay, Aquarius, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Ooh, the page of coins just sort of flew out of my deck. So I'm going to call that your first one. Um, you know, Aquarius, because there is so much energy going through your sign, I'm really worried about your psychic defense just because I felt pressure on my crown chakra, which makes me feel like you may be just like, you just are getting hit with a lot of energy from a lot of different planets. So self-care is going to be really important for you. And honestly, like I would carry grounding crystals. Garnet's a really nice one. Black tourmaline is as well. Um, you can get both of those in my crystal kits at rainbowglitterstar.com. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying not to be a commercial, but also you guys heard me talking about how I, my business on um, my website was my main priority, uh, this year. Right. So maybe, maybe I'm just going to start in, I'm going to start interrupting my own podcast with rainbow glitter star commercials. I'm going to be like, all right. And now for a quick, <laughs> now for a quick word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Renee and you should buy shit from my website. That's, my commercial, I love you. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program. All right. So, Aquarius, I feel like that was some quirky Aquarius shit coming through just now. Um, that was that was that Uranus wild card energy coming through, making my brain just throw a commercial, a really professional one, into the mix. Okay. Ooh. So, I have the page of pentacles, the chariot, the nine of wands, justice. Um, and then I pulled the blank card in the tarot deck and then I pulled the sort of like publishing information. I think I posted a picture of it on my Instagram for the crap for the Capricorn season tarot scopes. Um, but I almost feel like it, like 
it's almost like the deck telling me to stop at just these four cards. So with the page of pentacles, the chariot and the knight of wands with justice, um, there, you know, there could be a new job. There could be moving. I feel like I've talked about this with other signs. In fact, I know I have, I just can't remember which ones cause I'm in psychic mode where I'm not holding on to information really. Um, <clears throat> with the eight of swords too. I really feel like you need to just start making decisions about what you want um, very seriously. Just start making decisions about what you want. I'm feeling a little bit of pressure in the middle of my forehead. Um, they're what I call third eye headaches where when empaths or psychic people get overstimulated, intuitively overstimulated, their third eyes start to feel like it's like a muscle, like they get sore and it can cause light sensitivity and it can cause migraines and you may, you know, feel, I'm just feeling so much of that. Okay. Psychic defense is the first thing I'm going to tell. <laughs> I'm going to tell you Aquarius is to do. Psychic defense is going to be really important for you. Um, if you have questions about how to do that, you can message me, but there's a great book called the empath survival guide. And then also psychic self-defense. Um, the Empath Survival Guide is by Judith Orlich and Psychic Self-Defense is by Dion Fortune. So those are good ones. Carrying black tourmaline and grounding. But I just feel like, I just feel like people are going to be bombarding you with their own shit and like whatever it is that they're going, that they've got going on. And you just want to be like, what the fuck do I want? Because I've been engaging with these people and I've been like submitting to what they want or I've been helping them or I've been enabling. But like, what do I want? And I feel like you're going to get a little no bullshit. And I feel like I almost feel like you're fucking over it. Like you're over the bullshit and you're just done and you're not going to have it. And so fine. If you need to set boundaries with people, the eight of swords is all about that. The chariot's about that too. Um, if you need to run away from certain people, the knight of wands is sort of like, I'm going to go over here um, and justice. So, I mean, if you need to run away from people, if you need to separate um, yourself from certain people, if you need to connect with like a new tribe of people that, um, you feel close to, if you, you know, if you're being pulled into two different like friendship directions and you don't want to leave certain people behind, but there are other people you feel more connected to, it's okay. Go where you feel connected and go where you feel understood and go where you feel loved. And, um, unless it's to fucking storm the Capitol and then don't do that shit. But if it's good for, the universe and it's good for you and it's a you know seated is something that's seated in feeling good and good vibes and um not trying to dismantle democracy I'm just like I'm not throwing this in there because um I think it, you get, you're gonna do that I'm just um I'm just keeping it topical um yeah just spot, like seriously like it's enough is enough like if you're not gonna go after the things you want now when is it gonna happen your birthday present yours I mean this is your solar return you know, and it's, it, you really, you know, the cosmos is shining a light on what, what you want and what you should have and what you deserve. Um, I can't remember which moon, who was the new moon or the full moon, but it's like huge themes around self-worth. Hold on. I want to pull it. I just want to pull up my notes because there is, um, the full moon in Leo is, it's, there's a lot around self-worth. So that's going to be a really, I think that's going to be a really, really enlightening 
full moon for you. And I think that you are just going to be done. You're just done. And it's good. You're restoring balance for yourself and what feels important for you. And you know what? It's your season. The sun is in your sign. And I think it's totally valid that you do that. So it's okay. It's okay. I like the universe gives you permission to be a little bit self-involved and, you know, you can't, you know, don't hurt people and don't be a jerk, but it's okay to be a little bit self-involved right now. All right, Pisces. Pisces, you got to be careful about the state of the country and the state of the world because you are the sign of connectivity and you are the sign of how everything is intertwined and how energy is fluid. So when something bad happens in the world and you wake up exhausted and emotional, that's why. Because you you are the you are the thread that runs through all of us in in a zodiac sign. So I really think that you should give yourself permission to completely unplug for at least 24 hours. And do, you know, eat healthy foods, uh, take care of your body, stretch, take a bath. Um, When I do this, I call it goddess day, where I do things that make me feel like a goddess. So I think you need to have goddess day, whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. You need a goddess day. And there's some good business stuff happening for Pisces. Ooh, maybe some love stuff too. Maybe a new business relationship. So we have the queen of swords. And she's, she's no bullshit. She's smart as a whip. She can see through bullshit. Um, you know, she can cut through it, but you have to decide to cut through the bullshit Pisces because sometimes Pisces will just or absorb it because it's easier because, again, you're so connected to everything that abruptness or disrupt, like, like shaking the boat or rocking the boat or disrupting the peace can be really um, feel like an exhausting feat, but cut through the bullshit if you need to. Um, I do not give Pisces permission to run away from people or situations. You have the eight of swords, so you need to set boundaries and you need to be clear about that. If you, uh, you know, if you just need to tell someone like, Hey, I love you, but I don't have time for this right now. Or I just really need to like unplug for a little bit and go quiet. That's okay. Um, I do have the six of coins, which is great for money, but it's also the card of like the home. And I know it's like going to give everyone a big laugh when I'm like, oh, spend time at home during a pandemic when no one's been allowed to leave. And it's been Groundhog Day and the Twilight Zone, like, you know, fucking partying. Um, My elegant description of the pandemic uh, but you know, maybe it's about reinvesting into your home. So I moved around all the furniture in my office and I did a floor wash and it felt so good. And I, and I just realized I'd been spending too much time at home and that wasn't going to change, but I could sort of change the scenery, for, you know, within my home. So I definitely think that like home repair projects, I'm worried about your lower backs and my lower back is just starting to hurt. So making sure you're putting like muscle rub on your lower back and you're taking care of yourself that way. Doing stretches is going to be really important. Um, I have the lovers card coming here. So there could be a new business relationship or it could just be like 
you know, falling in love with your home or re-engaging with your home or even like meeting someone, hard to meet someone in a pandemic. But actually I have a client who did meet someone during a pandemic and they're a beautiful, delightful couple. Um, I think he's going to know, I I think he's going to know um, that I'm talking about him and his lady, but you can meet someone during a pandemic and have it turn out really well. It's just like, you know, dodgy, like don't, uh, I remember when the pandemic first happened, I read some news article that was like advising people to wear masks while they had sex with people they didn't know that well. And I was like, what is happening? Um, anyway, I think that with the lovers, if you've been feeling kind of bummer lately, Pisces, Pisces gang, um, you're going to start to see romance in the world around you and you're going to start to see gratitude in the world around you and things are going to be looking brighter Um, but with the eight of swords there, I do think that there is a little bit of a responsibility that you have to take for your self care and for your boundaries and for yourself. So, you know, it's not just boundaries. It's making sure you're going outside to look at a plant or making sure that you're doing something that you know is good for your mental health. Even though when you're feeling sad, it's hard to find the energy to do things that you know are good for you. Isn't that fucked up? It's such a fucked up part of being a human is that when you're so exhausted from being so sad that you can't do the things that make you feel good, like that fucking sucks. Um, you know, if, if it's really bad, maybe you should talk to a professional, but If you like to try and take care of things on your own first, you know, look at science, healthy diets, exercise, sunlight. Those are all things that can help relieve depression. Um, Stretching, making sure you're feeling good in your body, doing an aromatherapy diffuser, taking a long shower and appreciating how it feels to be clean and smell yummy. So Look for small pleasures. I do think that the world is going to start blooming around you. Um, You just have to cut out the bullshit with your queen of swords. And with that, my friends, that is your Aquarius season astrology and terascopes. The glitter cast returns next week. I'm going to be here on Tuesdays. I would love your five-star written reviews. It really, really fucking makes a difference. Um, And I live for your approval. I also have Betwixt the Shadows that I co-host with Sal from the Crooked Path every Wednesday. We do live stream on YouTube. You can send us your questions about tarot or astrology or ceremonial magic. I usually give more of the psychic and astrology advice just because Sal is like fucking miles, like miles and miles ahead of me when it comes to witchcraft. But I still throw in my two cents. And we do have different approaches to witchcraft, which is... um, you know, I think a lot of people sort of meet in the middle between where he stands and where I stand. But send in your questions, even if it's a personal tarot question or you want to throw me your astrology chart and ask if there's something you should be aware of for the new or full moon, I'll answer it. So send your questions. You can send them to betwixttheshadows at gmail.com or on Instagram at betwixttheshadows. I'm at Rainbow Glitter Star and at Witch Doctorate for this podcast. And my daily horoscopes can be found at the Glitter Cast and RainbowGlitterStar.com. And with that being said, I can't wait until the next episode of Witch Doctorate because then I can tell you some news, hopefully. All right. I love you guys. Be safe. Have a wonderful new year on January 20th, Inauguration Day. All right. 
I love you. Send me messages. Okay, bye.